0: Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee Pods. I'm Lisa, and I'm joined here by Wes. Hello,
1: Wes. Hi, nice to be back.
0: Yes, and uh, we're continuing our series looking at supernatural God, supernatural works, and the topic for this week is compassion. Last week, we were looking at listening, and we hope you did find that um, beneficial and interesting. We've had a few comments, like helpful comments about it, and it is something we're very passionate about equally. We're very passionate about compassion, (laughs) Um, and so we thought we would just touch on this today. Now, um, we as ACORN, we're shaped by our values. Um, It's something that um, if you become a volunteer or you're on the staff, one of the first things I remember when I joined ACORN was I was presented with the ACORN values, um, and it really does shape what we do, and these are values about God, ourselves, and others. And one of our values um, is around compassion. So I'm just going to tell you what it is. And then I'm going to ask Wes to explain a little bit more about it. So here at ACORN, we do believe that compassion is the hallmark of the ministry of Jesus. Knowing the Father's deep love for the world, Jesus is drawn to act, speak, feed, heal and teach and ultimately give his life for the world. I mean, that is ultimate compassion, isn't it, Wes? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So each of our values uh, or our beliefs here at ACORN, we have attached a behaviour because otherwise it's just a nice idea, isn't it, if we don't actually do anything about it. So that means for us, based on that belief, that value, we are to serve sacrificially on behalf of Christ. So where's can you just um explain a little bit more about what that might look like for us in the healing ministry
1: uh, yeah can do and i love your phrase uh, lisa we are passionate about compassion mm. that's that's got to go on a t-shirt somewhere um, <laughs> i just think that's it's really great um you're absolutely right. Our values, the things that we hold, do fashion the way that we we deal with others and we we minister to others. And so, I think that was something that was very important to us, particularly as we looked uh, through the Gospels and we looked at Jesus and we looked at how God uh, interacts with us. Um, in ministry, you come across a whole a wide range of um, emotions. So, um, for the needs that we encounter in others, uh, they can range from pity. Um, you know people you probably hear heard people say oh you know it's a pity or um, you know I pity them or whatever and generally sort of what we mean is uh, I acknowledge your suffering if I see something on the television and I feel you know pity towards it I acknowledge that it's happened that it's there of course if you went on from that you'd have sympathy and that's not just that I acknowledge your suffering but it's actually, I care about your suffering. I feel someone's sorrow and and feel sorrow for someone who, for whom misfortune has occurred to them. But the problem with that is that that's not just um, the sort of the personal things. You can have sympathy about animal rights, for example, but actually have no real intention of, of doing it, you know, a koala bear looks really fluffy and cuddly and whatever, and you might have sympathy for the plight of them, but actually, that's how it It goes. Pity, you'll acknowledge it, but sympathy, you might care about it, but it might not necessarily lead to anything, you might just feel it in that moment. Of course, you then go on from there to something like empathy. So if pity was, I acknowledge the suffering, if sympathy was i care about it in some sort of way then empathy is about i feel your suffering so uh, we talk about uh, walking in somebody else's shoes you know actually and and and, and sharing in that and th- and in a sense you can understand and share the feelings almost experience the feelings of others um over the misfortune or the event uh, that's taken place. So in a sense, you've moved on from just knowing it's happened to feeling, you know, sorry about it for a moment to actually entering in and sharing in that place uh, of empathy. Um, A psychologist has pointed out that, um, and it's probably true about the Zoom culture right now, but um, in the digital age, we have become less empathetic Feeling for others, and there's a more narcissistic, from Narcissus, actually feeling about ourselves and being focused on our own lives. So I I wonder if people on Zoom have actually got that little enhance my appearance thing clicked yes. on the, <laughs> the appearance <laughs> box. You know, how do I look when I go on Zoom or whatever? Um, and and so in a sense, you know, pity, sympathy, empathy. And then, of course, there's something um, that's actually sort of quite uh, deeper for that, because empathy doesn't necessarily mean, in fact, none of these necessarily mean um, acceptance or approval. So, for instance, uh, I've never been there myself, okay, but I can have uh, great uh, empathy for somebody who is experiencing addiction. Right. I've never taken drugs myself apart from paracetamol and norfin and you know stuff that my doctor gave me but I, that doesn't mean that I can't feel uh, the the sorrow and the the anxiety and the hurt and the pain of somebody else who is in that position and in the ministry okay. we've we've journeyed with people and felt their pain without necessarily accepting the you know that it's a good thing or what or anything within that yeah. But then there is compassion. And that's different. Um, If pity is I acknowledge it's there, if suffering, if sympathy is um, that I care about it, if empathy is that I share in it, then compassion is I want to relieve it. I want to transform this thing and and that's why we took that c- value of compassion as one of the values of acorn
0: would you say uh, it may not be true but would you say that compassion is more of a doing word than the others because mm. you want to relieve it
1: or not well it, it's funny isn't it that um uh, compassion is a descriptor of god yeah. the lord's compassionate and gracious and uh, and the, the in uh In New Testament Greek, um, there's a great word uh, and it does sound a bit like spaghetti bolognese, um, (laughs) but it's actually splag nidzumahi. And it's it's the Greek word for compassion in the New Testament. And it's um, it, it actually means something that is deep seated in you, in your gut, talk about a gut feeling. You know yeah. something that's deep-seated. And, and generally speaking, Lisa, it's it's taken to be the place where both anger and love reside. Right. So mm-hmm. that's giving you a little bit of an explanation about compassion. Um, as it talks about Jesus having compassion on the crowds, he was doing splag nidzumahi, that mixture of a deep love, and also how many times it says about jesus that he was indignant about what happened he was angry about what had happened to people and i think from that perspective um god loves us but he is also indignant he's angry at what life and satan have done to us and and those two things come together uh, in compassion yeah
0: That that's really helpful actually that helps me understand it a bit more and it also helps me understand when you see people showing compassion why they might be doing that too mm. Mm. that's yeah. very helpful
1: yeah. and, and it's interesting isn't it um, if you go through the new testament uh, the gospels particularly and you look at every time it talks about jesus and it says he had compassion and 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 after the word compassion there's always another word that follows and do you know what that word is? It's the word and. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so it says Jesus had compassion on the crowds, and so mm. you read it at the beginning of the thing. He acted, he spoke, he fed, he released, mm. he healed. And and whereas I might feel empathy, I might share something, you know, feel what you feel, yeah, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm gonna do anything about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it might not move you into that place of a, of doing something. Hmm. I wonder if missionaries can relate to compassion quite a lot because they are they're out there doing stuff, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think when you talk to people who have worked in the third world, uh, or um, there's a guy called Pastor Mick up in Rochdale, and and um, he's he's an Anglican uh, vicar, ex drug addict, and and. He was interviewed uh, on the BBC. In fact, Prince William went to see him as well, uh, because um, he talks about the work that he's doing among people who've literally, because of the, the economic climate and, and and policies that have been made by uh, government and stuff, they've they've lost um income they've lost support uh they're hungry and so pastor mick and his church are giving food parcels out and and whatever and 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 it's it's absolutely moving story anybody listening just go on the bbc and look up pastor mick and uh, you know i cried when i watched him do it um but he said this he said if we're not here people die and and you and you could see that he was a man of deep-seated love but he was also, he refused to sit by and let the stuff that happens to people happen to people and do nothing. Yeah. And that's compassion. That's what Jesus feels for us.
0: And you mentioned at the start about being sort of a digital culture that we, yeah, we're more inward looking. And I think we can all relate to that. Um, And I mean, with or without, Uh, lots of tech and digital systems I think we've we've become that culture as well but I think um do you you wonder if it's harder for people to show compassion because we are a very inward and somewhat selfish culture I mean I always think about that phrase um oh you must look out for number one which I understand you should always look out for yourself but I think sometimes it's taken out of context to the point where actually
1: it restricts what we can do for other people. Yeah, it does. Uh, let me put the other side of your quotation. Okay? OK, Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. OK, so we say love yourself. Um, yeah. That's incomplete life truth. Actually, mm-hmm. we it, it's, it's linked to loving our neighbor and loving God. And I think the thing that we have, I think it, it, it's possible to develop compassion. You know, right. somebody might say, but Wes, I, I don't really, you know, I'm not really a people person. No, no, no. That's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. Compassion is the response that you make to seeing the needs of others, whether you feel it as pity, sympathy, empathy or compassion. Right. You can still do something. OK, so you can you can still help somebody, even though it might not relate to you. If you could see that they have need, that's all you need to know. Um. You don't need to know why they got there, how they got there. Is it their own fault? If they're in need, then that's the signal, particularly for those of us who are disciples of Jesus. That's the signal to do something. And, and I say to people, God isn't asking your permission whether he should get involved. <laughs> He's just saying, you're here, I'm here. where would you please get involved? Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think the beautiful thing about compassion and for those of us the church is we don't have to fix everything for that person so we teach in the listening thing you don't have to fix everything you can just be the present in that moment for that person and actually you know that's all god needs you to do because he's probably got somebody else who's going to become present in the next moment that person needs and he doesn't need you to worry about it it's like how you build how do you build a wall one brick at a time yeah. He just needs you to be the brick in the wall in that moment, and I think we often we often distance ourselves because, and I've done it. You know, I thought, what will people think of me if they think see me with these people and whatever? And then I realised they were the very people that Jesus chose to welcome. So you know, yeah. Um, it's, it's a, a, yeah. I'm
0: I'm just glad you said that actually because um you you. You know, you highlighted such an important thing that you don't need to know how they got there. You don't always need to know the need, the where, the why, the how. And that's something when we are praying for people, we sometimes want to know. And it's to help us pray quite clearly. And we want to be able to have sympathy, empathy, all these things for this person. But actually, the one thing, if I've got this right, we can all do in times of prayer ministry and pastoral care, I suppose, is show compassion, because that is God's character. That is who he is. So it's not about us trying to fix this person. It's about leaning into,
1: I suppose, the presence of God and asking for his help. Yeah, and asking for the love, you know, just expressing the love of God. Uh, Listen to the... This is the list of the people that Jesus welcomed. Okay. Okay? The morally dubious, the ethically corrupt, the medically vulnerable the theologically uncertain, the criminally guilty, the spiritually confused, the richly unclean, the sexually impure, the relationally broken, the economically destitute, the socially outcast, and the racially despised. There you go. So just reading the Gospels, they are the the people that Jesus welcomed and showed Mm. compassion to. And I think the problem at times maybe for us in the first world church is that we think that in order for us to show compassion, people need to be deserving. And actually, if that's the case, then none of us would have ever found Jesus (laughs) because none of us were deserving. And and I know it can be difficult. So, but we've had to, Lisa, we've had to work this into ACORN and it takes time. But, you know, you you grow compassion by exercising compassion. Mm. And I would say, if you see somebody in need, take a moment M- Mary was uh, just out in the town we were leading church and there was a guy sitting on the wall outside Tesco's and uh, as she, she was just taking a trolley back and uh, he, he said to her um I'll, I'll take that back for you love if you like you know and and Mary thought oh I don't know this guy you know who's who he yeah and then the Holy Spirit spoke to her and nudged her and so she sat on the wall next to him and just had a conversation. And he ended the conversation with these words. He says, "Do you know, love? You're the only person who's spoken me to me today." And and actually, you, Mary just said, "If I'd just carried on, I'd have been like the priest and the Levite in the Good yeah. Samaritan."
0: Yeah.
1: And I think she left him to take the trolley back so he could get the pound coin out as well.
0: Oh bless you know.
1: him! Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and a simple thing: just take a moment to talk to somebody.
0: Yeah that's and we can all easily do that really you can can. you've spoken quite quite a bit on showing compassion being compassionate what about receiving compassion I think I was just thinking yeah I was like what if someone did someone came and sat next to me like Mary did I I would find that hard to receive compassion I don't know why though
1: we do it because of our self-centeredness and our pride we think actually i don't need you Mm. i'm quite all right Mm. you know um and and i suppose uh, particularly the the war generation they got so used to being independent and it was hard for them it's hard for my dad to he'd do anything for anybody but yeah you know you know, but if you said, do you want a cup of tea? He said, no, 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 I'll make it. And, you know, yeah. and, and I think one of the things as we've learned as a prayer ministry team, just say on the issue of prayer,
0: yeah.
1: that you go to any ACORN um, uh, healing meeting or prayer gathering and you'll find some of the leaders being prayed for. Yeah. Because actually we need, I've been prayed for, we need as much help as much as anybody else does. And none of us have got life perfect and we all need something added to us and so I think one of the ways that God teaches us to show compassion is getting us to receive it so little thing we would say you're not really going to be very good at praying for people if you can't receive prayer yourself yeah
0: Yeah. that's good that that actually is a bit of a challenge for all of us isn't it and an encouragement to think maybe where we need God's compassion in our own lives because we can really Lock him out if we if we're not happy to receive that yeah so maybe um it would be good to think where well, we might need god's intervention today
1: mm. yeah yeah i agree brilliant
0: do you want to end on that or do you want to share any other nuggets
1: no i think uh, <laughs> should i should pray let me pray yeah
0: yeah that would be great
1: god we all need your intervention in some way in this life that we live
0: mm.
1: and so lord We're looking to you for compassion today upon us. And God, would you please use us today to be compassionate in Jesus' name to somebody else? Lord, this is our prayer. We mean this. And we ask it because of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Wes, again. It's been really good.
1: Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, Lisa.
0: Yeah, no problem. And um, if you do like what you're listening to, it really helps us if you can either like us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, give us a little rating. um, And also you can support if you would like to any of these free resources over our website by buying us a cup of coffee. So take care, guys. See you soon. Bye.